0: We live in a very mobile world. Everyone is in a hurry to get somewhere. Throughout Scripture, God often taught people the greatest lessons along the journey. Today, we continue with Scott Pauling our study through the great journeys of the Bible. Our prayer is that you will rediscover the adventure of walking with God. What was the first journey recorded in the Word of God? You know, our minds make a beeline for people like Abraham and Sarah or Moses and the children of Israel, and we're coming to those. We'll, we'll discuss those as well and discover great truths about enjoying the journey with the Lord. But sadly, the first journey of the Bible was not a good one. It was a journey in the wrong direction. I think that's very instructive for all of us. It is the law of first mention at work applied to our lives because... On our own, left to ourself, we wander from God. You see, the Lord's way is that we walk with Him. Sin's way is that we wander from Him. And the first journey of the Bible is recorded in Genesis chapter 3 in the passage that records for us the first sin in this world, the sin of Adam and Eve and their disobedience to God. As a matter of fact, at the end of Genesis chapter 3, we read these words, Verse 23: Therefore, the Lord God sent him forth from the Garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man, and he placed at the east of the Garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. The first journey recorded in Scripture was a journey away from God, it was a journey out of the presence of God, out of Eden. Think about the place where Adam lived. He lived in perfection. That's what Edom was. Uh, He was the only man who could say he had a perfect house. Uh, Eve, the only woman who could say she had a perfect husband. Uh, Their life was perfect until sin entered in. That's the place where he lived. That's also the place that he left. Uh, Not only was it a perfect place, it was a place of fellowship with God. That's really what made Eden Eden. It wasn't the trees and the animals and the beauty Rather, it was the fact that God came walking through that garden in the cool of every day. I tell you, the greatest place on earth to live is right in the middle of the presence of God. And the most miserable place to live is outside of His presence. And the place He lost was the place of blessing. When He left Eden, uh, He left the place that God had intended for man to be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth. Uh, Sin was what made that journey. It wasn't God's fault. In fact, when God drove them out of the garden, I would submit it was as much an act of mercy as it was an act of judgment because if they had stayed in that garden and eaten of the tree of life, they would have lived forever in their fallen state. Ponder that just a moment. Imagine our human race uh, getting worse and worse because of sin with no hope of any end to that, living forever in your fallen condition. I want to say thank you, Lord, for setting those cherubims there, for keeping the way of the tree of life. You see, the first journey was away from God. If you back up in Genesis chapter 3, you discover that actually the journey was made spiritually before it was ever made physically. You see, them leaving the Garden of Eden was really just symbolic of what had already happened in their hearts. Isn't it just like today? Uh, People leave their family. They leave a church. They wander away. And somebody said, what happened to them? Oh, Before it ever happened publicly, it happened privately. Before it ever happened in an outward way, it happened in their inner man. Listen to the words of Genesis chapter 3. The Bible says in verse number 6 And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. And the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked. And they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves aprons. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife, don't miss this phrase, hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God amongst the trees of the garden. The first journey was not really out of Eden. It was out of the presence of God. May I ask you a question today? Which direction are you facing? Are you moving into the presence of God or are you walking out of the presence of God? There's a symbolism found all through the Old Testament that I've discovered uh, where God says that His people turned their back to Him and not their face. You see, everybody's facing one of two directions. Either your face is toward the Lord or your back is toward the Lord. I ask you again, which direction are you facing today? Because everyone is journeying one of two ways. This is true of every soul. You're either journeying away from God's presence for all eternity. That's what hell is or you're journeying into the presence of God for all eternity. That's what heaven will be. It's also true of every Christian life. You see, you're either journeying deeper and deeper into your fellowship with God and your understanding of God, your knowledge of God, or you've turned your back on Him. And like the prodigal, you're wandering away. You're moving in the wrong direction. People get concerned about the destination. Well, friend, direction determines destination. If you don't want to end at the wrong place, then get off the path you're on. Make sure that your journey is in the right path. It's in the right direction. It is not away from the Lord. It is with the Lord. If you go to the next chapter in the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 4, you find that Adam and Eve's journey continued in their children's lives. You remember the story of Cain and Abel. What a tragedy as Cain kills his own brother The Lord even said to Cain in verse number 7, If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Listen to that expression. You see, when you walk away from God, when you walk out the door, sin is crouching right outside the door to pounce on you and to consume you. Uh, You'll remember in the New Testament, the Bible says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. I tell you, there's a lion crouching outside that door, sir. Ma'am, there's a lion outside that door. Be very careful. When you take a step out of the will of God, away from the presence of God in disobedience to the Lord, sin and Satan are waiting to consume your life. Instead of Cain turning about, taking the warning, changing course like he should do, he persists in his sin. When you come down further in Genesis chapter 4, we read these words in verse 16. And Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. I think that may be one of the saddest expressions in the whole Bible. But now remember, Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Is it any wonder then that their are children, that Cain is doing the same? Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. Now, he had a wife, he had children, he built a city, he had a name. But he was missing the greatest thing on earth, which was the presence of the Lord. May I tell you, no matter where the journey of life takes you, if you miss the presence of God, friend, you've missed it all. Because the only way to enjoy the journey is in the presence of the Lord. Now sad and sorrowful as this first journey is, let me leave you with this thought of hope and mercy and grace today. Aren't you glad that God pursued man out of that garden? Aren't you glad that God didn't just send Adam and Eve out of the garden? He went after them. You see, that's the whole message of the Bible. That's why Jesus came, to seek and to save that which was lost. When we could not come to where He was, praise God, He came to us. When we could not enter into the holy presence of the Lord on our own, the holy God came to fallen humanity. To make a way that our sins could be forgiven and we could know Him and be with Him for all eternity. You see, you don't have to keep moving in the wrong direction. No, as a matter of fact, some of you think it's a long ways home. Friend, all you've got to do is turn about and look to Jesus. And what you'll find is that God has pursued you wherever you are. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Thank you for joining us today for this time in God's Word. For additional messages, resources, and helps for your Christian life, visit us at scottpawley.org. We hope you will share the broadcast with a friend and plan to join us again next time on Enjoying the Journey.